Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. In today's episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking all about friendships. We're going to be talking about the value of friendships and why they're so important. We're going to be diving into why we're more connected than ever, but also more lonely than ever, and how this has a negative impact on our life. But we're also going to be examining the question, are friendships meant to last forever? It's a concept that is spread left, right, and center, and one that I'm very excited to dive into with you and explore. So if you're someone who's been questioning some friendships in your life, maybe not sure whether they're beneficial or negative friendships, and you're not really sure how to go about having that conversation and making change there, then definitely, definitely, definitely listen to this episode. And grab yourself some more resources. This podcast is available, like all of our podcast episodes now, for free in the Wellness Library. And it's also alongside hundreds of other podcasts, articles, and videos designed to help you make positive change in your life and improve your overall well-being. You'll be able to access things on relationships, friendships, your financial life, your health, your own self-esteem and well-being, all for free through the Wellness Library. It is our new e-learning platform that is available via the link in the show notes of this week's episode. So make sure you check those out, click through. If you haven't registered yet, go ahead and register for the Wellness Library. Give yourself the gift of taking that next step forward in your own mindset and well-being. But with that said, let's jump straight into this episode and let's have an honest conversation about friendships. Okay, so let's talk friendships. I mean, I mentioned at the start of this episode that there is this common perception that friendships are meant to last forever. You know, we see it in movies, we like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, for example. You know, this idea that this magical pair of pants can unite these people and they'll be friends for their whole life no matter what happens. We hear it in songs like the Spice Girls Wannabe, you know, friend... Um, make it last, friendship lasts forever or whatever the bloody line is in there. And it's this common idea that once you're friends with someone, you're meant to be there through thick and thin for the rest of your lives till death do us part. It's basically like entering a marriage with every person we form a friendship with. Now, you can probably tell from my tone that I don't believe this is the case. And I actually think this is quite a detrimental approach to take to friendships for everyone involved in that relationship. But before we jump into that, Let's talk about why friendships matter so much in the first place. So it's been shown time and time again that relationships and friendships and the people we surround ourselves with have a massive, massive impact on our quality of life and there's some research that even suggests on our quantity of life. There's some research out there that suggests that good quality relationships and friendships can actually extend your life expectancy, which is incredible. And if we look at this from like an evolutionary perspective, we are a social animal. We enjoy being in a herd or a tribe, and there's a lot of benefit and value to that. And what we're tending to find the more this is researched is that great friendships don't just fulfill the role of being a support network or being people that enhance our experience of life. They also help you be healthier. They help you form good habits, or in some cases, negative habits, depending on who you're around. They 
help you be resilient in difficult times. There's a lot of studies that show that if you're surrounded by a good core group of friends, you're more resilient when life throws curveballs and challenges your way. They basically act as a buffer against the tough times and a uh, amplifier of the good times. I don't know if you've noticed, but the best experiences in life are made even greater when we're sharing them with someone. So there's so much value around friendships. But there's also the risk of surrounding ourselves with people who aren't that good for our mental health, aren't that good for our emotional well-being, and aren't that good for our quality of life as a whole. And that's where it can become really tough because it goes against this concept that a lot of people have been told and bought into that friendships are meant to last forever. So in today's episode, I wanted to have an honest conversation around why I personally believe friendships aren't meant to last forever and that's okay, around how to recognize when a friendship is going sour and it's no longer beneficial to you or to them. And around how to let go of a friendship in a way that's quite healthy. So let's start with the whole concept of we know friendships are so good for us. So if they're so good for us, why not have them last forever? Like why not make that the aim? Now, don't get me wrong. I think having the aim and intention of making a friendship last for as long as possible is beautiful. It's a good thing. It means you don't bail out when times get tough. Um, However, there is a massive difference between being in a friendship and relationship that is going through a tough patch and being in one that is just toxic or negative or um, detrimental to either your well-being or to your friends. And I think there's subtlety in identifying the difference between those two things. So personally, I believe that everyone we meet in life, we meet for a reason. I believe God, the universe our intuition, whatever you want to call it, uh, fate brings people into our lives when we need them for the purpose that we need them and vice versa. Like you're serving a purpose in their life, they're serving a purpose in your life. And I don't believe it's always the case that that role that that person is filling in our lives or the the purpose is meant to be forever. I think there's some some beauty in taking a transient approach. For me, when I recognize that I don't believe friendships are meant to last forever. It actually encourages me to value the friendship more because it keeps it in the back of my mind that, hey, this friendship probably isn't going to be here forever. So cherish the good times that I have with this person um, and, and really be there to connect with them deeply whilst we are in each other's lives. And there can be any reason why it might not last forever. You know, It's not always a relationship going sour. It can just be that you drift apart. It can just be that your life circumstances change. It can just be that maybe you move and you're less in contact with each other. And I think recognizing that that is bound to happen with most relationships in your life is actually quite a healthy thing. Now, that doesn't mean that you just go, well, all relationships are going to pass, so you know, screw it. Why would I bother putting in effort? No, for, it means the opposite. It's the beauty in how transient Um, and temporary relationships and friendships can be. Now, we are living in a society in an age where we're supposedly more connected than ever before, thanks to social media, but we're also more lonely than ever before. So knowing that, I think it's so important to take a moment to self-reflect and go, if I've only got 
a certain amount of friendships that I can maintain well. And now this is an important thing to, to cover because as much as we're more connected than ever before, you can't have good deep connection and genuine connection and friendships with hundreds of people despite what your Facebook friend list might say. It's literally not possible. Like they've identified there is a cap to how many deep relationships and friendships we can have as human beings. And so if I know that there is a limit to it, it helps me reflect and go, well, who do I want to be putting my energy and focus into? Like who do I want to be building a strong friendship with? And it helps me, you know, make those potentially difficult decisions and tough calls because it just comes to that self-preservation of, I've only got a limited amount of time and energy to give and I want to give it wholeheartedly to people. So rather than throwing myself thin and doing it half-heartedly with hundreds of people, let's find a core group of people that I can give myself wholeheartedly to and build really strong friendships with. And you know what? They're probably going to change over time and that's fine as well. So as I said, it's not always the case of, you know, it's going to go sour, it's going to go wrong. Sometimes you know, friendships have just run their course, they've served their purpose and then they're they're there to move on and that's beautiful and that's okay. But let's say you're on you're in a situation where it is going sour. Things are going wrong. Or you maybe you've got a sense it's starting to go sour and you're not really sure yet. Because it can be tough to tell. And I want to highlight here just because a relationship or a friendship becomes difficult does not mean it is toxic. Like toxic relationships and toxic friendships are such a buzzword in personal development and self-help lately. And I think it's a bit dangerous because it's teaching people that when the going gets tough, you get going, which is not great for building a long-term, healthy, holistic and beneficial friendship. Like there's going to be times when things are rough. There's going to be times when one of you needs to be the support for the other person. And that is a great and healthy thing. So I want to give you guys some strategies and some questions and some tips and techniques, not only from myself, but from a panel of experts that I asked about this and, and some research that I did on this to go, how do I tell when a relationship is becoming toxic or negative? Now, one of the first things to ask yourself is, am I repeatedly put down by this person? So if this person is someone who, when you're around them, they tend to critique you, belittle you, put you down. They don't celebrate your wins with you. Like they poke holes in your wins. And this is a huge problem, especially in Australia with tall poppy syndrome. Like it's part of the culture in Australia to belittle each other and to joke about each other as a way of friendship. And I think that is bullshit and something that has to change in the culture. Like supporting each other, lifting each other up is so much healthier. And so being aware of that and going, well, no, this isn't okay. Just because this part of the culture does not mean it's okay for someone to belittle me or put me down consistently. The other thing to be aware of is are you consistently the lowest priority in their list? And now I say consistently because there's times when, yeah, you're going to be the lowest priority in someone else's life. Their world does not revolve around you and that's okay. And there's probably times when they're a low priority in your life. There are times when their health needs to be a high priority, their family, their career. That is awesome. You should be there to encourage that for them and they should be there to encourage that for you too. But if it is a consistent thing where they just don't seem to make time for you, And now what I say by that is if someone's repeatedly like, I'm too busy, uh, you know, maybe next time, I don't have time. What they're really saying is right now, you're not a priority because no one has time. No one can make time. They're just saying, hey, I've got some other things that I'm prioritizing higher than you. And as I said, that can be very healthy until they're doing it all the time. If it seems like they never are making you a priority, 
but they're expecting you to make them a priority straight away, like especially if they're not making you a priority, but they're expecting you to make them a priority. That is an uneven and unfair relationship. That is an unfair friendship. There's no give and take in that. And that's not healthy for anyone. It trains you to be the helper. It trains them to be a victim. And like no one wins from that relationship or friendship. So recognize that. Now, there's a great question that I read online too. As I was saying, the best way that they know of to determine whether a relationship is going sour is to ask if my goal is self-compassion and happiness, does this friendship bring me closer to that goal or further away from that goal? And I think that's so valuable to ask because at the end of the day, like it or not, you are going to become more like your friends. You're going to become more like the people you spend time with. And that can be a positive thing or a detrimental thing depending on who you're hanging around. Like there is this built-in bias for you to shift your values and behavior to become more like the people around you. It's a survival instinct that's still built into us for the need to be accepted by a tribe. So if you ask yourself like, hey, if my goal in life is to be happy, if my goal in life is to practice self-compassion, is repeatedly hanging out with this person, is spending my time and energy on this person going to bring me closer to that goal or further away from that goal? That is a very important question to start asking yourself and to be really honest with yourself when you answer it. And a big part of that is listening to your gut instinct. Like not overanalyzing it, going, hey, gut instinct, does my gut instinct say this is beneficial for my life or detrimental to my life? Now, the things that can get in the way of that, especially like listening to your gut instinct, if you get stuck in your head and you start tying your self-worth to your friendship circle, that is such a dangerous thing to do. I want to call it out right now. You are more than your friendship circle. I did say that the people you surround yourself with will influence your behavior and your values. You'll become more like them, but you are more than those people. You are you, your own unique person and that there's beauty in that. So when we start basing our self-esteem and self-worth on the approval of a friendship group or on needing to have them around, it's quite detrimental to our own self-worth and self-esteem. Similarly, if you start blaming the other person exclusively. So if you start going, well, the reason this friendship's not working is all on them. If only they were more like this. If they did this, this, and this, then we could still have a friendship. Yada, yada, yada. Like nothing beneficial has ever come from blame. If you blame someone else, you're putting all the power in their hands and you can't make change. So when we talk about how to change a relationship or a friendship and how to um, potentially let go of it, if that's the right call for you, I want to highlight there's a degree of... uh, emotional responsibility in it like it takes two to tango it's two people in this friendship and it's important to recognize your partner as well so so blaming is not going to help and i think the biggest thing to ask is can you be yourself with this person or do you have to be someone else when you're around them because true friends are those who allow you to be unapologetically yourself to be authentic, to be genuine, to be real. Like warts and all. We don't have to put on the mask. We don't have to play a role in order to be friends with them. And I think it's important to highlight here that not only are you able to be yourself with them, but you're able to grow with them. Like if your friends don't like that you're growing and changing, it's probably time to look for new friends. And this is so common because when we have friendships, right, it's formed over a certain version of you. 
And so people can create this idea that that's who you are. So you get put on this box. That's who you are. That's what you do, blah, blah, blah. And if you start going through personal development and change and growth, inevitably you, you become slightly different. Like you become a different version of yourself, especially if when that friendship was first formed, you had low self-esteem and you were putting up a mask and, and putting up a projection of yourself. You weren't being vulnerable or real with them. Like that friendship has formed over a false version of you. So when you start becoming true to yourself and being honest and real and, and genuinely you and living a life that's more aligned with your true self, inevitably that's going to shock some people and there's going to be some backlash. Now, if your friend circle is holding you back from that, again, this comes back to the, are they belittling you? Are they talking shit about you behind your back? Like, that's not the kind of people you want in your life. Like it's the people that are there to support you and go, Hey, like I'm, I'm here on this journey for you. They don't need to understand it. They don't need to get it, but they're there to support you anyway. And they can voice concerns. It's a healthy thing to do, but it's coming from a place of compassion and care rather than judgment. And that's very important to highlight. So let's say you've, you, as I'm talking, you're running through your mind, maybe a particular friendship, this whole episode, you might be thinking, okay, this is a particular friend I'm not really sure what's happening here, whether it's time to let go of it. And maybe as we've spoken about that, you've started to tick the boxes and go, ooh, actually, I don't think this friendship is that healthy. I don't think it's that great. I want to call out right now, if you have recognized that that is the case for any friendship in your life, it is not fair to you or to them to try and force that friendship to be maintained. I'll say it again, that is not fair to you or to them to try and force that relationship to be maintained because all that happens when you do this is you're expecting them to change and that could take years, it could take months, they might never change. It's not true friendship if you're expecting them to change who they are. We just spoke about the importance of allowing people to be honest and open and you know vulnerable and real and authentic. If you're like, look, I'm staying in this friendship because I think they're going to change. Jeez, you're wasting your time. But it also can build resentment very quickly. And I don't think it's fair to anyone involved for you to be in a friendship where you feel drained by it and put down by it and you end up resenting the other person. There's always this fear of, oh, but if I cut this friendship off, you know, I don't want to upset them. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to be mean to them. I personally believe that the meanest thing you can do is hold on to a friendship where you're resenting the other person and where chances are they're not feeling great about the friendship either. Right? I've always found when one person's feeling it, chances are the other person's feeling it to a degree as well. So let's say you've gotten to that point. You're listening to this episode and you're like, hey, I think there is a friendship or relationship in my life that is run sour. It's been a great thing in the past, but maybe it's not good for either of us right now. How do you begin to let go of that? Well, I think the first thing to do is to first recognize it. Like awareness is the first key. So call it out, recognize it within yourself and go, okay, I'm aware of this. I'm going to keep an eye on this. Like what's going on here? And then have a genuine, like ask for yourself. There's a great um, piece of advice I read online when I was researching for this podcast. It said, imagine your friendship like a bank. And throughout the length of your friendship, you put withdrawals in that or deposits in that friendship bank. And just ask yourself, like, has this person been putting a lot of deposits in this bank over time? And then suddenly they're taking withdrawals. And then ask yourself, if they are, like, what's going on for them? 
maybe it's not about you. Like, I think we're very quick to take it personally in a friendship and go, oh, what have I done? Why are they being like this to me? They might have something going on that you have no idea about yet. So before I bring anything up, if I feel a relationship is starting to go sour, the first thing that I recommend doing is finding out what's going on for the other person. Like have a conversation with them. Hey, how are you going? What's going on in life? How are you feeling? Because they might just be going through a real tough time and they're just misplacing that. And they feel comfortable enough with you because you're very close to them as a friend that they can, you know, maybe be a bit of a, be a bit of a jerk to you and there's no consequence. Now, I'm not endorsing that, but it's how often have we come home from work? If you're listening to this, I can guarantee you've done this at some point in your life. You've come home from work stressed and you've taken that out on your partner or on the kids or on the family. And then afterwards going, okay, it wasn't actually about them. I was just stressed and I sort of lashed out. Maybe your friend's doing the same thing. Like maybe they're feeling lonely. Maybe they're feeling stressed. Maybe they're feeling overwhelmed. And their way of dealing with that, not that it's healthy, but they misplace it and transfer it to you. Now that's not saying that that means they have the right to treat you like a punching bag forever. As I said, like this is a matter of if this goes on consistently, well, this is where the next step comes in. But first, before you jump to any conclusions before you do anything rash, especially if you value this friendship and it has been very healthy and beneficial for you in the past, just ask like, what are they going through? What If I could see this through their eyes, what might I see? Because normally we're only acting from our own perspective and trying to get that other person's perspective can be so beneficial. Sometimes I'd even recommend going that next step further and going, okay, if I was a third party looking at this, what advice might I give? Like if if I was a third friend looking at my perspective on this and at my friend's perspective on this, what advice would I give and what would I say? And it's amazing how much insight you can get from that exercise to just give yourself a bit of breathing room, a bit of mental space and a bigger perspective. Now, let's say you go, okay, they're not really going through anything right now. Or if they are, they're not opening up about it. Um, well, this is going on consistently. Like I, I've tried to take perspective. I've spoken to them. I've asked them what's going on and they're just consistently belittling me and putting me down. Um, I don't feel good around them. I'm regularly their lowest priority. We're growing apart in our direction in life and our values. The next thing to do, I would say, is have a conversation and voice your boundaries. Like there's a great saying I love. It's no one can uphold your boundaries until they know what they are. So, Often in friendships, we assume that our friends know what our boundaries are and know how we're feeling. Chances are they don't unless you've had that conversation. Now, this can be quite intimidating. It can be scary, but sitting down with your friend and going, hey, as a heads up, like this is how I've been feeling for the last couple of months maybe, or this is what's been going on. The story I'm telling myself about this, now I love that. That's from Brene Brown, right? Instead of just going, hey, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. The story I'm telling myself is you don't feel I'm a priority in your life. Right, So again, it's it's owning that you don't know whether it's true yet. These are just stories you're telling yourself. These are thoughts running through your head. And I think there's a lot of power in that. When we have this conversation, as soon as we start saying you a lot instead of I, it becomes a blame game. Like sitting down with your friend and going, hey, you've been mean to me. You're belittling me. You know, you're being toxic in my life. You, 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 you is just playing blame game and they're going to feel threatened. And so they're going to fight back and no one benefits from this. Like, no, there's nothing generative about having that blame conversation. Whereas if you sit down and go, hey, like, I've been feeling this way. And the story I'm telling myself about this is that maybe this is going on for you. Like, can you help me with that? It's such a healthy way to have that conversation. 
and for you to voice your boundaries and go, okay, cool. Look, I, I understand all that. I respect that. But I, I just need you to know, I don't feel okay about this. I don't enjoy when this happens in our relationship. And these are the boundaries like I'd really like to put forward and uphold, whatever they may be for you. And so now at least the conversation has been had. Now, let's say you continue on and there's no change. If this is a long friendship that you really value and you do really want to repair, I would recommend having another conversation with them and going, hey, we've, we've, we had that conversation about how I've been feeling. We had that conversation around boundaries. I don't really feel like they're being upheld. I don't feel heard or understood by this. What's going on? Is there anything more you need from me? Like what's happening? And I really don't want to have this conversation again. So I like, I will let you know if this, if this continues to happen, I, I don't think we can continue this friendship. Like I just don't think it's healthy for either of us to be involved in this. And so it's just this very open adult conversation. Again, I get that it can be scary, but if you don't have this, it just like, again, stealing from Brene Brown, clear is kind. Right? When you're clear with people, we, we fear that we're going to hurt their feelings. But when you're clear with them and honest with them, it's the most valuable thing we can do for us and for them. If we leave it unsaid, it creates resentment and guilt. And it's like it is just so detrimental to everyone involved. Now, if you have that second conversation and things still don't change, that's where I, I call that a tipping point. I'm like, they're not coming to the party. I've spoken to them twice about this. We've been very clear. We've been very honest with each other and, and nothing's really changing. That's when I start to go, well, you know what? Maybe this is healthier to let, let it run its course. Now, there are a couple of ways to do that. If you feel it's naturally drifting apart anyway, let the drift run its course. Space out how long you're talking to each other for, you know, go your separate paths there's no like just let it run its thing that's okay that's healthy unfortunately you know i say unfortunately but looking back probably a good thing that's happened with me with a couple of very close friendships in my life i just we it ended up being not healthy for either of us to be involved in that and it sucks letting go of it but it's letting go of it with gratitude so rather than letting go of it with the expectation of oh this friendship was meant to last forever because then you just feel disappointed you feel upset feel hurt you go, you know what? I'm grateful for the times that we did have together. I'm grateful for all that this brought to my life. I'm grateful I learned these lessons, but now it's it's time to let it go. And that's a very healthy thing to do. And you never know, like just because you're letting it go for now does not mean, I, I like to think of it as rivers, right? You were on the same river together. You've gone off on two separate rivers. There's no one who says that those rivers don't reconnect further down the line. There's nothing that says you're never going to be friends with that person again. It just means right now in your journey and in your life, you guys are going on separate pathways and that's okay. If you try and like lock onto their boat on that river and force them to come with you, no one wins from that. Let the drift run its course. Let yourselves drift apart. Maybe you'll reconnect down the line. Maybe you won't, but, but do it with gratitude. Now, if it's a relationship that's not drifting yet, Maybe they're still trying to hold on to it or you know, maybe there's situations where you're sort of forced back into each other's life regularly. Like, I don't know, your kids go to the same school or you see each other at the same hobby or sport. I think that's where it's clear about having that conversation and going, hey, as a heads up, I don't feel heard in this. I don't feel understood. And I, I'm not going to allow this to continue. So I think it's best for both of us if we Take some time, take some space, take a breather, and we just don't continue this friendship right now and have that conversation around what that looks like. Now, again, these conversations are tough, but clear is kind. If we don't do them, it just builds resentment. It's not fair to anyone. 
So having the self-awareness and the self-care and compassion to go, at the end of the day, I have a limited amount of energy and time to build a select few great friendships and maintain them at the time. Do I really want to be investing in this one? Is this good for my well-being? Is it good for theirs? Like, is this fair to anyone involved? And as I said, it's never a matter of jump at the gun and go, yep, stuff this, it's over. It's take the time, go, what's going on for them? Get their perspective first. Then have that conversation and go, hey, like this is how I've been feeling this story. I'm telling myself this is what's going on. This is what I'd really like to see change. Have the second conversation of, hey, you know, I don't think this is changing. I don't really feel hurt or supported in this. Like, what's, I don't really want to have this conversation again, but you know, I value this friendship, so I want to make this work. But if, if, if it's not working, like I'm going to have to make the call to, to end this friendship. And then on that third conversation, if it comes up, obviously let it run its course or make the call to have that clear conversation and go, hey, this is not fair on either of us um, and I'm not going to, to stand for this anymore. Like, I value my self-care and my own well-being too much to just stand by and, and let this continue to happen. So as I said, like with any friendship in your life, I think changing the story from this is meant to last forever to this is likely not going to last forever and that's what's beautiful about it, like that it can come and go in my life and it will bring something to my life that I needed, but when it's run its course, it's run its course. I think that's a beautiful thing to do. And obviously, just having those skills and those questions to go, is this a healthy relationship? Is this bringing value to my life? Is this helping me become more self-compassionate? Is this helping me be happier in life? Can I be myself with this person and grow with this person? And if not, knowing how to have those conversations makes a huge difference because as I said at the start, I'll say it again now, friendships make a huge, huge difference in your well-being and that can either be detrimental as a difference or very, very positive. Life is too short to be surrounded by the wrong tribe of people and nobody can make that call but you. Right? If, if there's going to be change there, it's up to you to take some responsibility ownership Make that change happen and surround yourself with a tribe of people who are supportive, who challenge you in healthy ways and who help you consistently show up as the best version of yourself to live a life of thriving. Thank you once again for choosing to invest some of your time in listening to this week's episode. It always means so much to me to see people tuning in and looking after their own well-being by having these conversations and learning these tips and tricks. Don't forget that you need to action them. Like just listening to this podcast will not make change in your friendships and your social circle unless you go out and do something with it. So whether it's having that bit of self-reflection time, whether it's changing your concept of friendships to go, okay, maybe they're not meant to last forever and that's okay. Whether it's having a tough conversation, but a clear and kind conversation with someone, whatever it may be for you, whatever really hit home for you in this episode, it hit home for a reason, please do something with it. And don't forget that one of the best ways that you can look after your well-being and create a life of fulfillment and thriving is to enroll in the wellness library. We spoke about it at the start. I'll speak about it again at the end. Uh, scroll down and check out the link in the show notes because that's going to take you to a registration page where you'll find out all about the wellness library. 
and you'll be able to enroll for free and access hundreds of podcasts, articles, and videos designed to help you live your best life and truly thrive. It's a great e-learning platform that really takes personal development and personal growth to a whole new level and it's available from your phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 100% for free. So make sure you jump into that. Make sure you share it with your friends and family. Hell, introduce it to some of your friend circle and maybe they'll go through some personal growth too. But until the next time we get a chance to connect and the next time we're talking, whether it be through the podcast or through the wellness library, you know how we do this thing. Make an impact, start with self and be you.